Hi, and welcome. You're listening to an Asia Gaming Brief podcast. My name is Felix Ng. I'm joined by Monteith Illingworth, CEO of Monteith & Company, a cross-border corporate advisory that excels in special situations and issues that uh, companies find themselves in. Uh, Monteith, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Felix, for having me on. Uh, yeah, we have an interesting, what we call cross-border business. Um, the US, uh, MIA, and, uh, and, and APAC, and we work with clients, um, not just with issues, but who are expanding their market share and, and looking for help in terms of communications on that. I imagine that uh, the last year with the pandem- pandemic and everything, um, there's been a lot of work for your company. Yeah, indeed, that's true. We've got a, a category of clients, um, global companies that have contracted. They've done a good job, actually, at reducing costs and um, uh, you know, uh, conserving cash, um, even th- through the troubles, um, refocusing their businesses. And then we have another category of companies that have taken this as an opportunity to um, raise money, expand market share. Those tend to be in technology-oriented sectors. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a real mix. And uh, it's great that you raised that because uh, I believe that the topic of our podcast today, we don't really want to focus so much on the doom and gloom and, and all the impacts that the pandemic has caused um, around the world. But we're, we, you've actually found some light at the end of the tunnel that you just kind of touched on there, Monty. Do you mind just kind of talking about what you've seen? Well, sure. I mean, I'm without aging myself too much, I'm old enough to have gone through five recessions. Um, I do remember uh, after the 91 recession, the early 90s, uh, we, and people probably forget this, Amazon launched in 94, as did Facebook. Um, Even before that, a decade before that, after the oil price shock of 1973, guess what happened? Um, You know, Microsoft and Apple, two years later, they launched. So uh, you could go through each recession and, and find this similar kind of phenomenon that when the recession uh, works its way towards, um, you know, uh, you know, renewal for companies, for those who have been have made the right changes and preparations, it's a real opportunity. Harvard Business Review did a really, really interesting study in 2010, and that's two years after the worst recession since the, since the Great Depression of the 30s, and they looked at the uh, uh, three recessions from 1980 to 2002. And um, their, their study said 17% of companies didn't survive, they just failed. 80%, this is really fascinating, 80% did not regain pre-recession growth rates. They basically either stalled after the recession or had very low growth rates. Only 9% flourished afterwards. So the, 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 the study goes on and it explains why those flourished, who flourished, why they did. And that's what's instructive now. Right. So um, in, in your, you know, from what you've seen, what, what has been that magic bullet for this 9% then? So it's, um, it's not being purely cost cutting oriented and not being purely new investment oriented as if you're completely changing your stripes and doing something totally different. It's a balance between cost cutting that increases efficiencies and therefore improves profit margins and innovation you know, what they sort of call, um, you know, focused or ruthless innovation that says, invest in the innovative things you can do that are that you have a really good shot at moving the needle on. 
And that gets back to your point about what the new needs are now and the new opportunities for companies uh, anywhere in the world, whether it's in gaming um, or it's in retail or um, in car rental. And you're beginning to see glimmers of what these new new needs and the, the new innovation may be. What do you expect innovation to kind of come from as a result of the pandemic? So, you know, go back to SARS in China. What happened after SARS? E-commerce just exploded. People were, were staying in place and the big e-commerce platforms just, you know, blossomed after that. So what's happening now, if you look at some of the car rental companies, they took a huge, huge hit. Hertz went bankrupt. Um, so as they're coming back, they're finding new ways to engage with their customers and they're finding new ways to, to meet needs that those customers will have. And it may not be renting a car, you know, for a business trip, but it may be renting a car for the weekend, you know, and not just renting a Ford, but renting a Maserati, right? Mm. If that's what you want to drive. And so I think that's what this, the, you're beginning to see this happening now. Um, and it's new ways of engaging with people and, it's, and to understand their needs. And that is, that is technology driven. That's digitally driven. So where are we right now with this current recession? Uh, are we at that point where we should really be thinking about growth, um, expanding our teams again? Are we over the hump, basically? Well, so Asia, according to the OECD this year, looks like 5.7% growth. For the US, that's a good year. You know, For Asia, it's probably not, right? Certainly not for China, um, but it's a lot better than EMEA and it's a lot better than North America. So you, you can, th there will be growth. Will people be traveling as much? No, I don't think that's gonna be till the end of the year. I think what we're seeing now is if uh, the investments are put in the right place or there's this trend towards um, uh, investing with partners who may have been competitors before, but you should look at them differently because together you can do something differently, whether it's in your own market, the national borders of your market or cross border. Um, and, uh, and, and there's also, you know, you're seeing a phenomenon of, well, maybe I'll take a product that I was selling to one group and I'm going to take that product and I'm going to sell it to a totally different group of, of customers. Um, th that, you know, I'm going to find. And that's the stage we're in now. I think we're past the tipping point um, because of the vaccines around the world. Um, and, uh, and so the, this, the next six months will be absolutely critical in terms of who the winners and losers are going to be as we come out of this recession. So how do we turn this around? Because I, I know there's a lot of companies that during the pandemic, they, they made cost cuts, uh, you know, some staff went on leave or, or pay cuts. So there's been a lot of uh, movements to try and survive. When do we go from survival to, you know, actually pushing and reaching for the stars, as they say? Well, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be slow. Um, and uh, the, you know, it, 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 we do have to get out of a survival mentality. I mean, one of the things the Harvard Business Review study looked at was innovation. And they said things like the companies that succeeded most, those 9%, right, who flourished after those recessions, um, really, really nourished innovation within their own organizations. Things like creating an innovation committee, right, if you don't have one already. Um, 
creating an ecosystem of startups, you know, who, who are doing things you never thought about, like the next Facebook and the next Airbnb that you might be able to partner with and learn from as a, as a what I call a legacy business. Um, so it's probably thinking very, very differently about what you're gonna move into, doing it with patience, um, keeping you know, a smart allocation of your cash, right? Um, and then paying very close attention to your people. You know, everyone's been through a lot um, psychologically and otherwise. Um, paying close attention to, you know, you know you need uh, the people, uh, your internal stakeholders to be on board because there's probably more change to come and you need them to go with you. Uh, what would be your, I guess, what would be your key advice from everything that you've seen, all the clients that you deal with? Uh, what would you be your advice to them to move ahead? Well, I think it's, you know, it's, the, the companies that do the best are well-managed and that's on a spectrum, but it starts from the top. It's what we call tone from the top. And that's what sets um, the, the, not just the direction, but the climate uh, within an organization. And, um, and so it's really the senior management team sitting down and saying, you know, what is our tone from the top? Um, how are we communicating that? Um, it's not just internal stakeholders, it's investors, business partners. Um, what are the ecosystems we're involved in? Because you know, no one can do it alone. And the other big thing, by the way, that's come up is conveying a sense of purpose as an organization. Uh, the most successful companies, uh, not exclusively, but quite generally, they convey a sense of purpose in, in, um, in, in the communities in which they operate. And I'm a big believer in that. All right. Well, Monteith, um, I'd just like to say thank you very much for sharing some of your thoughts um, around this current uh, hump that we're on. And, and I think it is positive news. We have something to look forward to in the year ahead uh, with vaccines rolling out, with companies kind of getting back on the horse. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what the rest of the year provides to us. As, as do I and, and everyone else. Thanks, Felix. I really appreciate this opportunity.